brush up your Shakespeare. Stop quoting him now. Brush up your Shakespeare, and the women you will wow. Just declaim a few lies from Othello, and they'll think you're a heck of a fella. If your blonde won't respond when you flatter her, tell her what pony told Cleopatra. And if still to be shocked she pretends well, just remind her that all's well that ends well. Brush up. Kia ora and welcome back to Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. Time for Focus on Arts again. And oh my goodness, I've just about fallen out of my chair. <laughs> haven't seen Kate Hartman for about three haircuts. Yeah, well, yeah, it's darker. Did yeah, you notice? Yeah, yeah, the blonde's been cut yeah. out. And, <laughs> and today, so we've got Kate Hartman back in the studio. Kia ora, Kate. Hi, Tanya. Thanks Hi. for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. Sandra Smiley, saw you came in and I said, oh, there's the smiley lady with the mask on. <laughs> Thank you for taking it off. Sounds a lot better in recording. And we've got Anna. Anna is a, an artist I've never met before. So I'm going to sit here, turn myself off and listen to you lovely three wahini tour. Go Thank for you. gold. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Tanya. Thank you. Um, great to be back as always in the studio. And like Tanya said today, I am joined by Anna Lazel and Sandra Smiley. Uh, two ladies that I've had the pleasure of knowing for some time now. Um, I think, Anna, you did 300-day, two, 200-day two, journeys days. with me. Um, Sandra's done one. Um, and um, s- stepping back a little bit, back to um, when I had the gallery, to Terry Gallery, um, once that closed, the physical premises, um, I was kind of left with... Um, a feeling of how can I keep this thing going? How can I um, keep this connection with um, the artists and the friendships and the collaborations going? And so I formed Tuteri Collaborative. It's not something that I've widely publicised um, as it's kind of been germinating along. Um, you know, I've kind of been trying to find my footing with it and um, see where we go. It's a group of about 10 13, 13, unlucky for some, (laughs) (laughs) members of which Anna and Sandra are a part of. Um, It was important to me to invite these two ladies um, because I really appreciate um, bouncing ideas back and forth with them. Um, I really respect their art practices and they bring some important skills to the table as well, which we will learn about shortly. So... This session, I thought we might do something a little bit different um, than I've done before. So what we're currently talking about in our little group, Tuteri Collaborative, um, is a project that we'd like to initiate um, going forward. With When I was um, heading to Terry Gallery, I would often um, complete two major projects um, per year. Um, of which 100 Days was one of those. And then, uh, you know, for example, the Waikanae Mural Project um, here in uh, Mahara Place was another. Um, and it's been a couple of years now. Um, and I'm thinking, well, we need, to do, we need to do something else. So we've been kind of having tentative first discussions within the group. And I thought it might be interesting to take you along on the journey going forward through some sessions on this project. So today we might do a bit of a live brainstorm about this project that we're thinking about going forward. I'm getting um, crazy looks from the two girls because <laughs> I've just sprung this on them. Yeah. But I thought it might be fun because it gives an insight 
into the processes um, that, that go along with these things because the public often see something just spring up and they have no real understanding of all the work and the effort and the toing and froing that goes on behind the scenes. But first of all, how about we just introduce ourselves just briefly first? <laughs> Anna's giving me this look of what? But Anna, we'll do you first. Get it out of the oh, way. Great. We just just a little bit about your background in terms of your creative practice, you know, learning connection, all those things, and how it's all kind of led to what you're doing now. Okay. So I returned from hmm, 10 years living in London. I was meant to be three months and then I was going to go to Africa, but London was so good to me. I stayed there for 10 years and then went to Africa and then came home and kind of was a bit lost, wanted to return so many times, made friends with all the travel agents on Lambton Key <laughs> and then found the Learning Connection and loved the idea of an art school that didn't want you to have to submit a portfolio. I didn't have the confidence to do that, mm. to have my work judged to be accepted. So I did part-time study there and a long and winding trail finished my advanced diploma a few years ago, which, yeah, was really valuable but I kind of still didn't really know where I was coming from because I'd had all these different ways that I'd learnt on the way through yeah and it was actually I was just dabbling in printmaking and doing this and that still had a kind of a semi-regular art practice but when I did the 100 days that really reconnected me with with my art making yeah yeah so the first one was just really loose just connecting with my mark making because I hadn't been mark making and doing anything regular and then last year kind of getting more into exploring a whole new medium with a theme to it and now I'm kind of like excited about all these other ideas that I want to yeah. explore. So the the materials that you're using Anna just for our listeners so they can kind of get a sense of what type of work so your two-dimensional kind of yep. works. Yeah so two-dimensional printmaking but collagraph print which is yep. like a collage plate that you would ink up and print and oil and cold wax medium, yeah, which, which is you can tell by my voice now. I'm yeah. in love with. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so addicted to that. It's just such and a beautiful medium. so in medium. love with it that you're now doing workshops with it as well, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that just kind of happened because... Introducing your love of it to other people. Yeah, which is really fun and I actually learn a lot each time by what people create and how they yeah. approach the medium. Yeah. yeah. I've got my hand up here and I'm meant to be recording. I've had to turn my microphone on. All right, you artist people, what's mark making? It's oh. like, yeah, making a mark. Well, it's, it's, it's literally what you've just said. It's making a mark. So, In any sort of way, because straight away all I thought of is when you had that wax on the back of a letter and you put your little stamp in it. That's mark making. Right. Yeah. Okay. Using a pencil to draw a line is mark making. Yeah. Making so, hand yeah. prints on the wall. So what the learning connection is, is is all about freedom of expression, you know. So it's not about, you know, you have to do it this way. Or uh, I think people tend to think that in the, in the art world that you, it's all about techniques and things like that. Whereas yeah, well, art it, is painting, isn't it? Or you, if you're which, an artist, you've got to paint. Which it can be, mm. you know, and there are techniques and things involved in that. But but if we come right back to basics and yeah. we're trying to be free like, like Anna was, it can be as literal as... Yeah, making marks. Yeah, cool. and the thing with the learning connection is it's about experiential learning. So it's not prescriptive learning. You're not told, yeah, do this to do. like this. You're yeah. told, here's ways of doing things. What resonates with you? Explore. Take risks. Make 
you know, make a mess. Don't yeah. make a mess, but have fun with yeah. it. Rather than using a brush to paint. Yeah, I don't use, use a brush. Or, no. you know, yeah, or use a hair brush. Why not? I'll just switch off again now. If I've got any more questions, I'll pop oh, in. Oh, no, great. Okay, Sandra, a little bit about you. Uh, so me, so I've, I've got a, um, a bit of a different story from Anna. I've come, I'm coming back to my creative side after being in a corporate environment for probably slightly more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's about re-exploring the design side of um, my artistic practice and at the moment I'm just starting to explore what is my identity as an artist and what are the materials and mediums I, I want to use. So I've, I've explored a bit with digital art, with um, colour and inks, um, and more recently with um, drawing. So going back to my tech drawing days um, from high school, which was you know using ink and pen to create shape and pattern and form and then how that contrasts with um, a kind of more abstract forms. So at the moment I'm just really um, yeah, trying to, again I think um, Anna said it really well, it's about mark making, it's like how do I express myself through my artwork. Mm. Yeah. And do you think um, it's as simple as that in discovering how to express yourself through making marks, um, through finding materials that you connect with and that resonate with you, that you discover your style. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's I'm, I'm trying to I, I use my um, art to help explore my identity. So yep. something things that I struggle with about being a, a New Zealander, um, my European heritage. Um, the world that we, the changing world that we live in now, and all the different elements, yeah. um, especially with yeah. everything that's going on at the moment, yeah. where do I fit? Yeah. Um, you know, how do I express myself? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect segue. Thank you, Sandra Smiley. Mm. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, when we were talking about this project or this idea of something that we want to do within the community, um, one of the things that's resonating with all of us at the moment, obviously, and all of you out there, is um, COVID-19 and the impact that it's having on us um, as a society. Um, and we, we started talking about this back, you know, through lockdowns and stuff because lockdown um, affected each of us quite differently in terms of our creative expression. I know for me I tend to shut down a little bit. Um I find it quite difficult because I don't have that stim- stimuli that I'm used to of getting out and about and that visual stimulation but also the, the human stimulation of interactions with others and maybe that's because my work is very much centred in that kind of um, uh, human concepts, uh, emotions, um, depicting you know things that matter to us as, as, as human beings. Um, so yeah, so I, I know that that I found lockdown particularly challenging, but I know that Sandra actually really quite enjoyed it, as as have a lot of other people, other artists. Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm I know that I'm introverted, so I spend a lot of time in my own head, and I really enjoy the um, peace and quiet and freedom from distraction. I suppose, which comes from a lot Isolation, of... Isolation, yeah. Yeah. 
So um, it's almost like lockdown kind of gets rid of that busyness yep. Yep. or that need to be always out doing something. And it just gave me time to get in and kind of focus. And the what I found different this time was just the... Um, I was unprepared, so I didn't have all the materials I would have liked, mm. and it was um, it was just training myself to go. Oh, actually, I just can't pop down to the shops to get that, or I can't get this, and force me to think about what have I got that I can use. Yep. So it comes into had to be resourceful. Yeah, how do you be resourceful? How do you find materials that around uh, from everyday use? How do yep. you reuse things? Um, how do you adjust and adapt yep. and um, to yeah. your circumstances and environment. Mine was actually the opposite. So lockdown one in 2020, um, I didn't have any materials, even though I had time to go and get them. I had stuff that I, you know, that I always have as an artist in 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 my house, but paints and things. But I was kind of drawn to using. Um, I was actually using napkins, and I was soaking them. Um, I was tearing them apart like they were three ply and I was tearing them apart so they were really thin and I was soaking them in coffee and tea and things like that um, and I was forming um, well I actually made this tapestry if you like out of these kind of dyed kind of napkins I haven't actually really shared it widely with anyone but because it was kind of part of my healing process because I was going through some trauma personal trauma at the time and then I was also ripping up old bed sheets and um, dyeing those as well and making these little little kind of sculptures, um, which, which I hadn't been doing prior. So I actually felt, looking back now, that I was quite um, productive in 2020 in terms of pushing myself outside of my usual boundaries. This one, I was prepared in the sense that I'd brought along some paper and some gouache and some brushes and some watercolour pencils and all these kind of things that I, and I had an idea of what I wanted to do because we'd kind of said we were loosely going to do follow the 100 days (laughs) idea. So I had all of this structure in place and I had access to the materials and I did do some work, but I just found mentally there was just so so many roadblocks there and I think this time round potentially I was a bit more anxious well I was I was a lot more anxious about the world and about you know what was going on and um and I think that had a massive impact whereas the first time there was kind of a bit of a novelty aspect to it um and I think it was the first time for a lot of us you know had actually had time off work you know like like you know because we've worked all our lives and it was like well, actually, you can you can have this period of time off from from working, so therefore, you're kind of justified to be able to do your art practice, which has always been a conflict for me. Is finding that when you ha- when you have a, an, a, another job, you know, it's finding that time to justify spending on a creative activity. Yeah. Well, first lockdown, I just loved the novelty of I love the peace I love walking up the yeah. middle of the road I love not hearing noticing the, the bird trains. song yeah, all yeah, that yeah. Stuff. but I didn't really make stuff and the second time I didn't have any paper and I just so I didn't make stuff but I was so fascinated when Sandra you said that you found that you had no distractions Whereas for me, being at home was so distracting because I had found all these things that kind of needed doing, doing, yeah. whether I did them or not is another thing. But I still kind of just couldn't get my focus on to go yeah. in and 
just make yeah just be yeah but I also found it more of an anxious time the second one because I had the first one I didn't have anything kind of planned the second one I had three workshops and an exhibition and I didn't know whether anything was going to go ahead or not go ahead or how long was it going to last and I kind of found that a little bit not so easy to roll with yeah 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 which is which is another thing um that creatives and artists are finding really challenging right now is um you know exhibitions workshops you know you know particularly for musicians you know and performing artists um you know we just there's just so much uncertainty around what what's going to go ahead what's not and if something is going to go ahead what are the limitations around that what are the restrictions around that what are the health and safety things that we have to follow and and will people turn up because they might be too scared you know like all of these things are they allowed to turn up all these things um and i know um in Kapiti, you know, itself, it's a it's a major issue at the moment. I mean, we have Mahara Gallery uh, closing its doors uh, for refurbishment. Um, as far as I'm aware, there is no um, temporary space for Mahara to go into. And, um, and th- th- there aren't any other galleries around. Um, I know, Sandra, the, the art... Um, for everyone, project has been putting artwork into um, spaces around Kapiti, into businesses. Um, but you know that's that's having challenges as well. We have artwork in spaces, um, in businesses, um, hanging on the walls, but people can't come in and see it uh, because of you know restrictions with um, level two, etc. So it's kind of like how how do we how do we as artists engage with the public? Um, because ultimately, I think that's what we want to do. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> there is definitely value in creating art for yourself, purely for yourself. Yep. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. Nobody sees it. Um, it, it you've, you've got value out of it as an expression, but also it's through the process, which I'm a big believer in. Um but, you know, in terms of what we're talking about here, we're wanting to share our work with the public. We're wanting to engage and connect with the public. How do we do that in an environment that we find ourselves in and in an environment where we can't see the end in sight? That's the question um, or one of the questions that, that yeah. we need to kind of um, have a think about and it's about doing things differently. Yeah, and I can see that's why we're having these discussions yeah. around an installation piece Great. or yeah. doing something as a collective yeah. that is public and out there and um, enable to engage people with um, yeah. a different a different format than the traditional gallery, somewhere that's mm-hmm. not necessarily inside. <coughs> Correct. And I think that's where yeah. we need to go. Yeah. Um, we need to start thinking outside the box. Um, and and how how can we how can we reach people? How can they engage? Um, how can we talk about some of these big things that we want to talk about? Um, like I know you were telling me today, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience about how um, you know that the, the impact of COVID and how you felt that this might change us as a society in terms of distancing and things. Like oh that. yes, I was quite fascinated by our physical bodies and how we move through space and how there's restrictions on that now and how we all the non-verbal communication that we use normally we've got this mask on 
Mm. And, we, you know, I find I used to watch people's whole faces and bodies when they spoke and now we're really focusing on the eyes and how people communicate differently but also how strangers communicate with you more openly sometimes because they've got the security of this mask on. But, yeah, also that physical space because New Zealand is quite... We have we don't have a huge physical space that we have between each other when we move. Yeah, we haven't really needed to before. And how do how now that we have to keep a physical distance? How does that make people feel? Do you, people feel more vulnerable as they move through space? Is it is it are there things happening in the body like more t- physical tensions? What's yeah. yeah? I'm really quite yeah intrigued yeah by that. I, I and I wonder too because I'm such a, a I'm a hugger, <laughs> and you know and and I'm used to you know you, you see someone you haven't seen for a while you give them a hug you might even give them a kiss you know you see someone walking down the street you haven't seen in ages you run across to them you get close to them how I you know um, those those things kids do it all you know kids do it all the time they're affectionate and. What well, I'm just wondering what impact this is going to have going forward um, in that way. Are we going to become more distant? Are we going to become, um, you know, I'm already now aware of the distance that I that I have, you know, when I'm standing next to somebody. Um, maybe, you know, in the past it was closer. Now it's a bit further away. Um, you know, those sort of things that are just going to become normal going forward. Um, we may never kiss each other hello anymore. We might not hug anymore. Um, you know, those sorts of things. I wonder what the impact that's going to have on us as a human race in terms of, you know, our connectedness with it, our physical connectedness with yeah, each other. Touch, yeah. thing. touch is so important. Yeah. And then think I was thinking too, you know, will, will people become more digital and I mean I know that we already are are. that way but you know will that make people feel less confident about interacting in person will they become more isolated and interact digitally more or will our beautiful natural spaces have a more sacred be a more sacred place for people and more people be drawn to going into those to to interact spaces to interact And to be close to nature, which is so important and so healing. And I think I think you've hit on something there because something I've noticed is that the more digital we get, there is also that inverse of the more um, we want to go towards nature, which is kind of balancing off that pace. Because I, you know, like you say, if you're if you're feeling isolated in this digital world where connection and contact is something that you've actually really got to think about, uh, and that, f- and it kind of there's that freedom then of nature and going back to who we are as mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. So there's there's kind of that tension there now yep. um, between those two. And yeah, there's this you're right. There's um, something there about. The physicality of mm. space in our new world. You're moving through space. space. I was kind of sometimes look on Instagram and stuff, and you see artists that have installations they've done, and they've got trees or something in a gallery. And I'm and I always think, why? Yeah, well, just <laughs> you just have of, to step outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we do here. Because we yeah. do. We but have for, that. Yeah, but a lot of places, those people big don't. urban environments and cities, they don't have that necessarily have that access to nature that we do um yeah it's interesting I often wonder too you know how 
um, you know, all these workplaces. Because somebody said the other day that it was a Wednesday and the CBD was dead. Um, people walking around with masks, but there were hardly any people walking around. And you think all of the office workers um, are currently working from home. It might be quite successful, actually, for the companies. The companies go, well, actually, we don't need to um, lease office space mm-hmm. anymore. Maybe we'll just continue on with this more and more. What is that? What sort of impact is that going to have as well, where we're no longer having people coming into um, a work environment, um, socialising that yeah. way? Um, maybe there'll be other impacts, like like we've just talked about, where in, instead for their lunch break they'll go for a walk on the beach or go to the park, or or they they might connect more with the outdoors. Might that might be a good thing? They might connect more with their families. They don't have to commute. I don't know, but you know it's interesting to kind of imagine mm. um, where where we're going to go with all of this. Um, so these these were things that we were all kind of you know mulling around recently. Um, when we're trying to think of um, a project and what we might like to focus on, um, because it's relevant, it's 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 affecting all of us and it's ever present. Um, and Sandra, um, you you sent through a message this morning suggesting what exactly? So my so. Fr- Using my design background, I um, usually start with a why. So what? Is, so I think the question that I asked is, what do you want to leave people with? So it's almost like provoking a response in the people that are going to be viewing or interacting with an installation. And so um, what do you want to leave them with? Do you want... Uh, so art can come across in so many different ways it can be just I want to create something beautiful that will inspire people to actually I want to provoke a conversation or I want to challenge people's thinking Um, I want to create a space where people can come and either feel safe or feel uncomfortable or so there's a so it's kind of almost like starting with um, the why which is what is the story that we want to tell with and the, the viewers um, or the their um, reaction to or the, the 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 interaction we want them to have with the, the work is that what work. you're saying yeah, yeah as well yeah yeah so how they interact with it yeah 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 and that could also incorporate um, spin-offs like workshops or um, mm ways that you know the community can actually get hands-on with it and physical with it which is is another really important component when you think about um the digital world that we live in these days and people not getting their hands dirty anymore and people you know just purely existing um on the other end of a phone so if you can actually get them physically doing something but also together I find mm. I find that's one of the aspects of workshops I love the most is seeing people actually who haven't met each other before um, spending a day or a few hours together um, creating in the same space and what that can do to somebody. Yeah, it's transformative. It yeah. is transformative, but also that'll be an issue um, in terms of um, COVID going forward and how do we run a workshop and have distancing. Yeah. So there's heaps to consider. Um with these things and we've only just scratching the surface and I've just been given a hurry up by Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't yeah. have to say I, that. I did. Um, but she does it in such a nice way. 
Um, and Slip the fact you is, note. you know, it is a half hour slot. Yeah. But I thought, you know, it's fast. it would be really interesting to take you all on this journey as well as we kind of figure out um, this project and what we would, what we might like to do going forward. And, and what you've just heard today is, is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we're just kind of... Nascent beginnings. Yeah, yeah, just tossing around ideas and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see where we go with this. Um, thank you, Anna. My pleasure. For coming in. Um, and thank you, Sandra. It's fine. Um, to be continued, listeners, um, we'll be back at some point to... To talk about this stuff further. Carry on the conversation. Well, I tell you what, it got me thinking, if nothing else, about the difference between last lockdown and this lockdown. Yeah. And I'm a lot more anxious, this one. I feel that I breathe more shallowly. I don't feel there's enough balance in my life. I just feel like I'm existing a little bit. So if you're feeling like that too... You're on the right channel. You're on Coast Access Radio and you've been listening to Focus on Arts. Remember, you can catch our back episodes on our website, coastaccessradio.org.nz, as a podcast. And, of course, we're on every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Ka kite. If your girl is a Washington Heights dream, treat the kid to a midsummer's night dream. If she fights when her clothes you are mussing, what a close what you do about nothing. If she says your behavior is heinous, kick her right in the Coriolanus. Brush up your Shakespeare, and they'll all kowtow. I trow, and they'll all cow, cow, as This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.